Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Well, hello and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, Jamal is here. Hi, it's Stoney. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, back, back again to another fun week here at Thanks for Coming, the most fabulously gay podcast there ever was. We are, of course, back, back, back again to give you all full coverage of everything happening in RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. Yes, we got to keep it rolling. We're finally sending queens home in season 13. So now <laughs> it's feeling like a season. Yes. If they just go a little bit faster, it'd be great. <laughs> yes. We are in unlucky season 13. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, girl. This is the season we should have just skipped. You know, like how they don't put a 13th floor in buildings. Yeah. Ooh. They should have just named it like season 14. <laughs> yeah. We should have sure. just skipped this one and, and gone to season 14. RuPaul's Drag Race, not 13. Yeah. Don't start <laughs> your engines, girl. Leave the keys on the, on the, on the, whatever, <laughs> on the mantle. I don't know. Fuck. Wherever you keep what your a- keys, damn. That's right. Whatever you have in your home, leave it there. Who am I to judge? Just put your keys wherever the fuck you want. <laughs> All right, you guys. How are you doing today? I know we just talked yesterday, but. I was wondering if uh, maybe there was a demon attack or if you guys had a wild and crazy party. Maybe you went to a super spreader event. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Definitely no super spreader events. Um, (laughs) We're great otherwise. I can't really... Nothing's jumping out. Yeah, there was um, nothing too crazy. I'm looking at our backyard through the window and I'm just getting really sad because I prefer to clean up the yard from like twigs and dog poo and stuff when it's a little drier and not wet and soggy yeah and it's like wet and like it's like moist oh it's moist yes and it's cold (laughs) and part of me is like maybe i should just clean it in the morning when everything's frozen yeah that's a game plan i think it's like single digits tonight so and then you could sell poopsicles oh gosh I'm, I'm sure eddie would eat one yeah i'm sure he would given the opportunity <laughs> eddie is our special pup yeah he's uh special <laughs> seth gets yes, to hear he all of his shenanigans <laughs> before we hit record every week <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I guess, you know, there's not too much to update the listeners on this, this week. I uh I wish I had something cool to tell you guys, but unfortunately, we're just here. Oh, let's give a little tease. So, we'll probably have a special visitor on the show um coming down the road. Ooh. I can't tell you how, but we're going to need your help once that visitor shows up. So, um it's exciting. It's um something fun for us, resume building, and we hope that you can help us out when the time is right. Ooh, is it Elijah? Ooh, Elijah from Originals. Oh no, sorry, that was a Passover joke. <laughs> oh, I was oh. well, I was just listening to Black Girls Do Stuff and they're talking about the originals and Elijah is Bay, so I was distracted. No, like in in uh, the Jewish tradition in on Passover, um, you put uh, you leave like a cup of wine for Elijah to come drink, like to you know if he comes like you should have it prepared the wine so he can drink. Ooh, well let's make sure we do that too. We want to be ready so when the time comes, you will definitely know, listeners. So be on the yeah. lookout for something fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love a surprise. You know what else is a surprise? Um. Nothing. I'm bored. <laughs> Let's talk about this boring episode. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week, where we are back, back again, forcing ourselves to recap another episode of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> I promise you, listeners, we like doing the show. <laughs> we love covering the UK. <laughs> season 13 mm, jury's out we're still yeah we're st- i feel like we're still trying to get in our groove on season 13 it's just a little bit chaotic and mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to have hit its pace yet so 
I mean, granted, we're really only like episode two in because they like spent half the season not eliminating anyone. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's true. We're still really getting our bearings for the season, but I do feel like it's starting to cook a little bit. But oh, man, did I see a lot of mixed reviews about this episode on Twitter this morning? Yeah, it's like, you know, as wild as they are in the UK show with like critiques and eliminations, it's just like clearly now the judges just kind of like are not even hiding like their storyline they're trying to push. They're just mm-hmm. like eliminating and like giving critiques based on like who they want to eliminate. Yeah, almost like they're justifying who they like and don't like. They're finding they're really looking for those things to nitpick or maybe highlight that doesn't need much highlighting. Yeah, it's it's like they put them in order of like elimination or something like that before the season even started. And you're just like, and then they come and some of them are better than they thought. But it's like, damn, we already locked ourselves into this list. <laughs> yeah, some of, um, yeah, they're trying to come for our Queen Utica. Yeah, girl. And I, and I have lots to say, too, about various queens. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of the critiques this season. I just feel like we're, we, they're very, like, contradictory or they just don't make sense. So we'll we're get into it, in, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're dipping into our um, Canada's Drag Race judging bag, it seems. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying the other day. I'm like, I feel like that if this was Canada's Drag Race, people would be, like, dragging the judges for, like, some of these decisions. But I think it's because it's Brew and Michelle. People are, like you know trust their judgment but it's like their decisions have been a little off yeah it's been a little strange um and you know not to get to any into anything too specific too quickly but we do have a tweet from one of our listeners here one of our new gal pals bradford and you can find him at juris collection on twitter if you guys want to go make friends with him hello yeah i saw he posted a video with like rose i think Oh, did something. he? I don't know if I saw that. Yeah, it was really cool. So you should check out the timeline. <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, but yeah, Bradford's kind of talking about like the judging and the tops and the bottoms and just in general. And uh, he says, uh, not that I disagreed with them, but there was no clear winner. Tina could have won with different hair. Elliot could have won with a different dress. Liv won because her dress was cute and she did good in the challenge. But in my opinion, Tina did better in the challenge. And then he goes on to say, I don't know. I just felt it just felt odd given that the winners the past few weeks have been really high quality acts. Example, Utica and Got Mick in the bag ball. Yeah. So it just kind of goes to show like that the judging is kind of like all over the place and um, the queens aren't always like stepping it up i don't know it's just confusing to me whatever i guess we should stop complaining maybe i don't know what do you think listeners should we can complain a little more (laughs) i think i heard some yeses (laughs) listen i think whoever i think the winner of this episode it was well deserved and we'll talk more about it uh, later in the episode yes well at the beginning of this episode joey j has sashayed away bye joey it's been fun bye wig <laughs> yes <laughs> bye wig <laughs> i didn't know nini leaks is on the show today <laughs> i would have worn my good moo moo <laughs> yes bitch <laughs> Uh, so after the elimination the girls are trying to squash the beef from untucked between tamisha and candy muse and uh it's just sort of like the conversation seems like it might be going to a good place and then all of a sudden it just like die bombs and we're just sort of in the same boat we were and untucked yeah it's just a little too hot sometimes we just need to let things rest sleep on it and then reevaluate yes girl uh, so for this week's mini challenge, the girls will pair up to make a to make dresses out of wallpaper. One girl will be modeling the dress in front of a matching wallpaper wall, and the other will provide commentary. And it's very important this week who they pick as their partner because they will be partners for the maxi challenge too. Mm-mm. Drama. <laughs> uh oh. So. 
you know, uh, we get a lot of typical pairings, you know, the, all the besties, um, uh, what's her face? Utica. Denali and, um, Rose, Rose. kind of pair up cause they want to fuck and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the mean girls of course all pair up cause you know, we love our Alaska talks moment. Oh yeah. gosh. Stoney brought that up this episode. Yeah, this girl. Is like the Mean Girls mm. that no one wants to see, though. <laughs> yeah, this is like Mean Girls too, like the movie no one liked. Yeah, it's like yeah. the sequel that no one asked for. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they had that. Um, Tamisha and Elliot end up together, which isn't actually the worst pairing. Uh, turns out they actually had a good pairing for the maxi challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, it was fun. So suck it, mean girls. Take that, batch. Who do who do you think <laughs> did really good with the? Uh, do you think they had all the wallpaper outfits made for them? It just was really. I I wasn't sure if they were making them or if they were prepared. I feel like it was just maybe like editing. Like maybe they got a little more time to put to the outfits together. Okay. So maybe it was, was kind of like hard. An all hands on deck kind of situation. So I think it was possible with adequate time to construct pieces like that. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it was just like an advertising opportunity. Like they're just like we can advertise this like wallpaper. Because you're just making paper dolls and it's like wallpaper, so it's very large sheets of paper. So right. you can easily wrap and pinch, but I could be using my imagination again. It's much easier to make a glue dress with wallpaper. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lala Ree like really did well this challenge. Yeah, I was like Lala Ree wore like her same outfit again. <laughs> like her bag she outfit. Had, she had an opportunity to practice last <laughs> week. <laughs> She's like, oh, did somebody say minimal top? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna just put these pasties on and call it a yeah. day. Damn, the pizza pasties. <laughs> Fancy a slice. It just gives a whole new term to pepperoni nipples. Ooh, Ooh. it does. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess they were all pretty interesting. What did you think of uh, Utica's, where she's kind of walking all over <laughs> the stage? She's such a character. Like Utica, just you have to laugh at them, and you're also asking yourself what's going on. Like, what am I watching? But yeah, I, I just always enjoy Utica. Yeah, Candy seemed really upset by it. <laughs> <laughs> Candy's probably just like, okay, she's just getting to be like a weird white girl, and they love it. I don't understand. <laughs> she's like, is that like highbrow intelligent humor? I don't get it. Yeah, there's also just that too. She's like, um, you're weird, like, <laughs> and it's just totally reading on Candy's face. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that, yeah, that was good. I think uh, that, I, I don't know. I feel like I liked Utica's dress the best, mm -hmm. but that's just, I guess, a personal preference perhaps. Well, I feel the same way because I mean, Gottmik looked fine, but we know like Gottmik is high fashion. We kind of know what to expect. I kind of am amused by the surprise of yeah. someone like Utica. You just don't really know what they're going to throw at you. I kind of like Denali's button dress with the buttons over her <laughs> eyes. Yeah, I like that too. Denali yeah. is like, you know, that team, all the girls are pretty good and crafty. Like, not in a shady way. Like, they can come up with some shit when they're put under pressure if they are trying really hard. And Denali is definitely no exception. Definitely. And and I did like the um the now dated uh Tiger King presentation. <laughs> yeah, that was I mean yeah, because I guess they filmed during the quarantine, so it was like that was right when the quarantine started. <laughs> Everything was about it. I mean, it was it's still applicable. Applicable, you know. People still talk about the Tiger King, but it's not as like on the tip of everyone's tongue like it was. Oh yeah, I feel like but, in ten years when somebody rewatches this, they'll be like, "Who's Carol Baskin?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Carol B B Baskin. And all the aunties and uncles are like, so do you think she did it or not? Nah? Yeah, we'll definitely get a kick out of it on Drunk History Season 13. Yeah. <laughs> when we're like 50 years old. <laughs> yes, girl. I do like that dress, though, that Elliot was wearing. That is very bright, but it was very, like, well-made. And um, 
I like the colors and the pattern. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. I think it fit both of their personalities pretty well. Yes, girl. Yes. And actually, Tamisha and Elliot do win the mini challenge. So congratulations, Missy Mon. Good job, Queens. It was a good presentation. Yes. So for the maxi challenge, the girls will be staying in the same groups and they will be starring in a disco mentory. That's right, girl. It's Saturday Night Fever. They will be making a documentary about disco. Ooh, work. We're going to see the eight counts this episode. <laughs> yes, honey. Four on the floor, baby. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure what to make of this challenge. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was fine. It was just like, it's like basically the history of disco i guess is kind of i liked i did enjoy like the commentary how like rue kind of like brought us through the disco and how it started how it how it's going how it ended (laughs) yeah i did like that part of it like i kind like it didn't even really need the dancing almost i think the dancing is just there to challenge the queens again for like the various types of gigs they might fall into if they're lucky enough to you know, walk into a commercial opportunity or yeah. a film opportunity. So I think that's why these types of challenges are thrown in there. And um, I appreciated the story the most, though, in the end. I thought it was a cute challenge. I was a little confused when they weren't lip syncing. Yeah, but, I was, um, too. Like, I thought they would be lip syncing or something, you know, kind of like a typical rusical. Yeah, yeah. That's So that was the only thing throwing me off. Do you think this is the Rusical, or do you think there will be another Rusical for this season? I feel like there's going to be a Rusical. I think it was just, I don't know, because we still have a lot of time if you think yeah. about it. There's, what was there, 13 queens, 14 queens? There's there's actually still 21 queens left. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we. that's what I'm saying, though. Like, we're on, like, episode six, and, like, two people have, like, went home. Uh, I guess maybe three now. I don't know, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, similar to Snatch Game. We were like, when is Snatch Game happening? But I definitely think there's going to be another Rusical. This is just another challenge. Okay. Well, I hope it's not the Rusical. I would love to have a really good Rusical for season 13. You know, we'll see how it goes. I would love to see Rosé in a musical. Um, I would like to see Tina, I think, would do a really good job. And Simone, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm. we'll wait and see what happens, girl. Yeah, I need to see Rosé get past the Rusical episode because that's where poor Jan went home. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to, like, have her go home, like, in that episode, too. Like, she doesn't win, and then Rosé just gives, like, some new, like, look, like, face or whatever. (laughs) That's going to be a new meme. That would be cold. They better not. (laughs) Stephanie's child roasted. Boom. (laughs) 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 Got them all. You sure you want to come on the show, Laguna? <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, so uh, Olivia's being a little shady in the workroom. She tells Utica to say like her little shady comment to Tina. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's like, spill it, bitch. Yeah, she's like, say it to the class. It's yeah. like, Olivia... <laughs> She's so good for that shit, though. She's like, does anyone have any questions? Or she was the one who started the um, group critiques, which is like such a bad idea. And the untucked last week. Um, yeah, she's she's <laughs> she can use her charm for evil. It looks like she can stir it a little bit, a little more subtle, more subtle than others. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so in the table visit, RuPaul. Uh, loses her shit over Candy not knowing the difference between Diana Ross and Donna Summer. And I'm like, it's kind of annoying because that wasn't, it wasn't as funny. Like, I thought RuPaul was literally going to pass out. I think Ru's like, I don't know, like, if she's, like, taking pills this season or what's going on. <laughs> oh, like, no. She has dementia. Allegedly taking pills. Allegedly. Um, Maybe she I has dementia. She is an, a lady of a certain age. I mean, at, like, I mean, granted, the Utica thing was pretty funny, but it's just like, I don't know, Rue's just like losing it this season. Maybe it's the quarantine. 
Bruce is happy to get out of the house. Yeah. I mean, I guess Candy is funny, but um, I did feel like the Utica situation felt a little more natural. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. I just guess I kind of get annoyed because, like, I think it was in All Stars when people were getting annoyed with Alyssa because she was just getting passes because she's Alyssa and she's funny. Like, I, to me, that's kind of what it feels like they're doing with Candy on this season. And they're like, oh, well, she's just Candy. She makes good TV. Like, let's just keep her around. And, um, and like, she doesn't, she's not that funny, but they just, like, there's been a couple moments in the table visits where Rue just, like, loses her shit over, like, nothing. It must be a conflicting um, thing with Candy for them because they definitely shook things up this episode. Yeah, and I think Rue, too, is, like, getting a kick out of, like, these queens being so young. Like, I like I don't know why this season, more than any, feels like this cast is just so young. And, like, it's hit me more this time around than other seasons. Like, I know 12 yeah. had a young cast, too. But it just, it feels like a different generation. It's like... <laughs> yeah, some of the queens, you look at them in and out of drag and i guess it's just the way some of them carry themselves and it's like um oh they must be our age like early to mid 30s um but no there are some babies out there yeah even i knew that i will survive was by gloria gainer <laughs> i was like what yeah oh yeah and i guess um technically it counts but no because rue is like they know their music so you got to come correct with the music yeah so Jamal, what are your three favorite disco songs? I'm not even going to play that game with you. I don't know. <laughs> Stony. <laughs> My favorite disco song is um, Dolly Parton. No, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the that big of a... Pussycat Dolls, Hush Hush. Listen, yeah. I like... Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again. <laughs> Everyone like you. I heard plenty of that growing up, but like, I mean, all of us, we're going to be able to name like different types of kings and queens of music. Yeah, I'm not like Because of a, our environments. I was never like a huge like disco fan, I guess. Like, I mean, I know like the hits and stuff, like the popular songs, right. like, but I don't know. It's not like I'm like out here standing disco yeah i mean i have to say the same like i'm not a huge disco fan i just kind of know like the smash hits like um you know like the sylvester <laughs> tongue-tied <laughs> sylvester song i um be real i think is what it's called um and then i do like a lot of donna summer and yes. i like um oh gosh why am i blanking now um i do like a lot of donna summer wait is this the part where i start laughing uncontrollably <laughs> yeah i think so start laughing uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit you're so funny <laughs> Oh gosh! Um, yes. Now my my train of thought is definitely <laughs> definitely not there. Oh, love to love you, baby. There we go, Donna Summer. Oh, that's love a good to one, love yes. you, baby. Um, and don't leave me this way. I like that song a lot. Um, is that song the turn the beat around? Well, that's not by Donna Summer, but that is a disco song. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is that a disco song? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that song. Who sings that one? Ooh, I don't know, but we played that in our pep band a lot in high school. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a pep band favorite. There was this um, uh, karaoke game that I had on Xbox in college, like the OG Xbox, and we would uh, sing that on karaoke. Actually, like... friend of the show Nick was really good at that game too. He'll remember singing, and I'm cause he was always like good at like games that are just like, why are you good at this? And he was just good at it. Oh, <laughs> those random here. games. I was looking for um, "Turn the Beat Around," and it says there. Well, it says there's a remix by Gloria Estevan, um, but it looks like maybe the original is by Vicky Sue Robinson. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. Hmm. Um, I think that's the one. That's the one that, or maybe not. I don't know. But then a bunch of other disco songs came up that I remember now that I actually can see names and titles. So we have Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. Yeah, see, that's one I heard all the time. That's a good one. You have, of course, Disco, Intern uh, disco Inferno. 
Yeah, Casey and the Sunshine movie. Band get down tonight, of course. Oh, there's an official video for Turn the Beat Around. That's the one because oh. it came out in the 70s, so that is the disco song. Yeah. And then I to correct myself, the title of the Sylvester song is You Make Me Feel, parentheses, Mighty Real. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is like a lot of things, especially growing up um, for me. Like, I heard a lot of these songs kind of in the background, but I wasn't zeroed in on them enough to recall them off the top of my head. Yes, girl. Oh, you got ABBA, Dancing Queen, Village People, YMCA, Michael Jackson's Disco Phase. You got Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a solid track right there. Oh, yeah, I love that song. That's a good one. And then you got L- uh, LGBT hit, uh, We Are Family by Sister Sledge. Mm. Yeah, see, that's where it's like, I didn't even know the Michael Jackson song that was considered disco. That's definitely a disco song. Yeah. yeah. I guess I I guess I don't know how to like define disco really. Well, I think it's more like any genre like it just has like kind of a specific sound and feel. Like yeah. when I was talking about like um Dua Lipa's album that came out over this past year having like really good modern takes on disco. Like when I say that, I'm ref- definitely referring to like the instrumentation, mm-hmm. the way the music's being played, what types of sounds are being sampled and thrown in. So, yeah, I feel like when I think of disco, I think of like a dance beat, but then you'll hear like heavy strings mm-hmm. and, um, and things like that. Maybe like a, um, bass is definitely important in disco bass guitar. Yeah. And that you know have to have that grooving that grooving baseline to keep your hips moving. Yeah, groove is a solid word to um associate with disco. Like you're definitely gonna wanna dance. There's always yeah. a moment in a disco track as well. Yeah. So I guess we started as disco sucks, but now we're now we're remembering all the hits. You know, you got Earth Wind and Fire, September, classic, Funky <laughs> Town by Lip Sync. Well, I mean, we're much more prepared to talk about like Jimi Hendrix or Radiohead in great Definitely. detail or Beyonce. That's no disrespect to the greats, of course. Yes. It's like, I, I, I don't listen to disco very much, but like when I look back at lists of like songs and things like that, I'm like, oh, I like mm. that song. Oh, I like that song. So <laughs> oh, I yeah. guess maybe we educated some people, you know, if you're looking to get into disco, maybe check out the songs that we just mentioned. Totally. Get on Spotify or your preferred streaming platform and check out their um, playlists as well. Yes, girl. I like how this whole conversation came out of Candy Muse being dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Education. Yes. Yes. Uh, so then we get to, you know, go through a couple of personal stories for the queens that are about to get eliminated. Um, <laughs> so we have Tamisha Iman talks about uh, competing with an ostomy bag, the whole competition. Yeah, that's intense. Like, way to go, Tamisha. Yeah, she was, like, crazy. literally wearing shit on the runway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. Are we allowed to make uh, ostomy bag jokes? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine, but I'm like, all right. Oh. As long as it's in good faith. Yeah. yeah. It's all but, in the intentions, right? But that's just crazy to me. Like, I can't even imagine. Well, like, I don't even know how exactly how it works, but I know the general idea of what the bag does. But I'm just like, that sucks so much. I feel like, you know, Tamisha's clear, like clearly still recovering, like in the earlier stages than we thought of recovery. I know. Mm-hmm. It, it makes me sad. Like, I mean, she's a very strong person, but it's just like, I really, and we'll talk about it, but I really hope she gets another opportunity because I feel like once she, she has time to like, get back to her normal self like she's going to be such a fierce queen on the show oh yeah she wants to do it that is (laughs) oh she does you can tell she's like selling that all-star story (laughs) on her exit (laughs) then olivia talks about how she used to play piccolo in the marching band because when she was like oh yeah i used to play in the marching band i was like she's gonna say piccolo She just seems like a piccolo player. She's got like, and this it's not a bad thing. Olivia's got piccolo player energy. Just what like, is the piccolo? What is it? It's like the world's smallest flute. Yeah, think about the flute and then just like smush it and then you've got a marching band. So does flute. everyone just make fun of the piccolo players or something? Yeah, always. 
damn. Well, yeah, the, <laughs> the picks and clarinets, it's just always like kind of every section has like their jokes. Like, you know, the trumpets are supposed to be assholes. I don't really know what they say about um, saxophones, but clarinets and piccolos, it's like, oh, of course, like you've got a little more fairy in your step or maybe you're just like the super nerdy one and this is the instrument they're making you play. Like I've heard all kinds of shit, but for me it was like, she's so upbeat and happy. Like she's just floats. So I'm like, of course she's got like piccolo energy. Yes, girl. And then she also talked about uh, losing a bunch of weight. And that was interesting to hear about too. Cause I did not, would not have expected that from her at all. I know. I liked seeing that because um, I was also a chunky, um, chunky black kid <laughs> growing up. So um, and played instruments. It was the only thing I liked doing, really. So um, I appreciated that from Olivia and learning more about them, of course. Yeah. And I, I was also a, a chunky kid. And to sort of paraphrase Latrice Royale, I guess you could say I was chunky yet frumpy. <laughs> 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 I've been no. repping that, you know, <laughs> chunky and chunky yet frumpy for my whole life. So here we are, girl. Put it oh on a T-shirt. <laughs> it's going through stuff like that in life. Um, those kind of adversities, however they relate to the individual, um, that kind of shows and says who they are at that moment in time. And this is why the energy we get from Olivia is so genuine and bright. It's because they've kind of come through that dark stage and they can acknowledge it and it only makes them stronger today. Definitely. And, and speaking of dark phases, we get to learn about uh, candy from the block. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She grew up on the streets and I guess she's always sort of battling people saying that she wouldn't become anything. So she's like really defensive yeah, I mean, I definitely appreciated Candy's story, too. I mean, we just talked about it on UK about Ahura. Usually when people are lashing out or they're very, like, they come off a certain way that's not as desirable for most people. There's usually something going on underneath. So you know, this is no different for can from Candy. And I can totally relate to some of the um, kind of growth that she was talking about. Yes, she definitely has been a little like combative this season, but I feel like, I don't know this uh, episode too. Like, I feel like she's maybe going to learn something from her. I hope she does because it's like, girl, she had nothing to say once she was like put in the bottom. <laughs> right. Hopefully yeah. this is the part where that flips that switch flips. You notice that tone change. She was not being like loud and uh, Simone's my biggest competition. She's just like, I'm the victim. I don't know. I just always had to fight for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. But yeah, now it's like it's time to put up or shut up. Yeah. Uh, we also learn about Booty. I mean, Tamisha growing up in the projects and going to cheer practice to stay out of trouble. I think that's so awesome. I like when, um, you know, you find an accidental kind of community and it saves you in a way. Yeah, yeah, unless you're doing, like, the gay stuff, like cheerleading. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's secret, I guess. <laughs> yes. I mean, with her being, like, basically 50, like, she grew up in a different, like, era than a lot of these girls. Like, mm -hmm. it just, I mean, even before us, too. Like, it's just, yeah. So, I'm sure she, like, has dealt with some shit. That's for sure. Yeah, like, talk about the birth of Disco. Let's just talk about, like, the birth of Tamisha. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe that'll be it'll be Tamisha the musical this season. <laughs> I sure hope so. I would love that. All right, well, let's go ahead and talk about the disco mentory. Um, I guess we can sort of just cover this in uh, sections of groups of people. Okay. So let's start with, of course, the birth of disco: Candy, Tina, and Gottmik, the Mean Girls. Listen, um, Tina did steal the show. I'm definitely bored of the yellow and red and orange. I get it, girl. I really do. But you did that. You did this. Like, this is an outfit you want to wear when you're doing like a disco number because it's going to give you a little more move and shake on the stage. And I thought that she did well in this group. Yeah, I thought she definitely had the energy that was required of the challenge. Like, to me, it was all about this challenge is more about getting the, um, the fill and like the 
like living embodying the, disco yeah embodying disco that's what i'm trying to say but so i think she definitely did the best out of those uh three yeah i i totally agree it's like i want to be mad at the yellow and red look again but the outfit was good enough that i can't really be too mad about it mm-hmm. um i think i saw like one or two moments where got make like was a little off in the choreography and also candy too um, I definitely clocked Candy. My eyes just mm-hmm. kind of kept going back to Tina, so I hardly noticed Scott Mick, unfortunately, on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tina's a big bitch, so. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Uh. She makes Candy look petite. <laughs> um. So next we have the disco and sex stage of disco. And that is Elliot and Tamisha. Uh, you know, Elliot is a dancer. I think that's, um, it was smart of Elliot not to kind of play all those cards at once because now it's being showcased in these challenges and they're able to rise to the top in their performance. With that being said, I think Elliot stood out over Tamisha just because you could see Tamisha was definitely focusing on the choreography and making sure she was hitting the moves, but she kind of lost that personality on stage, even though she looked great. Yeah, I thought, <clears throat> I mean, Elliot was good. I did, I agreed with the judges though on Tamisha. It just did look like she was kind of like um, holding back a little bit and little bit of like dead eyes just like you could tell she was thinking through what she was doing so and I'm sure it just had to do with like her not being up to speed yet from recovery and all that well yeah I was gonna say I mean there are reasons why she wasn't able like I mean if she had been healed she would have been able to keep up with Elliot no problem at all totally like but she still like she was saying like there was something going on with her legs where they weren't working quite right for her and I mean, she's wearing the ostomy bag. Like, hello. She's probably trying to make sure, like, she don't she doesn't pop a bag or whatever. I don't know. But uh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot to manage. I'm like, when you take that into consideration, I think that Tamisha did just fine. <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not saying. I I mean, I think she's great. I just I'm saying, like, based off of like, you could just tell like something's bothering her. Yeah, and, you know, she's not able to do it the way that she would normally be able to do it i guess yeah uh so next we have studio 54 queens olivia lux and utica oh my goodness um i like these two together (laughs) it was very like yin and yang i like utica (laughs) for what she brings to the stage but unfortunately that did not match um it wasn't like disco kooky. Like we still needed to feel yeah. the vibe of the era. And I mean, we can say that they're getting on her case and I, I like, I love Utica, but this is just a note. If they want to see versatility, they need to make sure that you can play a character too. So part of the challenge was, you know, finding that feel of the disco and Olivia was just kind of serving that naturally. It's very upbeat. It's light. It's we're going to party until the sun comes up we don't care about anything right now. We're just having a blast. And you could just feel that spilling over the stage watching Olivia. Yeah, I definitely. So like Olivia to me was just the best in this, this competition. I mean, she won, so they did right on that one. I just felt like Olivia definitely embodied the whole disco. Like I felt like I was watching like old clips from like studio 54 or something like (laughs) It was just, so she was perfect. I think Utica, like, I don't know, with the judging, like, they're telling her not to do, like, um, so much, like, uh, like, camp and goofiness and stuff. And I kind of get their point a little bit. Like, on certain challenges, I feel like you probably need to, like, do, like, on this one specifically, like, I think if she would just went out there and tried to do, like, legit disco, I think she would have been, it would have been a lot better for her yeah and maybe a different wig that was a weird choice yeah a different wig and don't get us wrong listeners like you can be kooky and be disco we're not saying like don't be you but there's a way to edit it so it fits the assignment and the challenge on this show and it's like she's doing the same thing like if you looked at like her doggy bag look last week like it was all of her like looks she was just like making it like overly campy and it's like you don't always have to do that. So I kind of get what they're saying, 
Um, but it's just, it's kind of annoying sometimes coming from Michelle. Cause it's like, okay, Michelle. Yeah. She, she always is trying to like edit the Queens to have them be how she wants them to be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there is a little room for Utica to be kooky in this disco challenge, but not like the whole time maybe. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next, let's move on to disco fashion. You, of course, have Denali and Rosé. The dancing queens are here to slay. I thought that this was cute. I wasn't too crazy about like um, Denali's look. It was just kind of like a safe, cute look. But um, I thought they both did a great job. I mean, these are the performers. I think they, the dancers, excuse me, they rose to the challenge, I believe. And feel yeah i definitely think it was like more safe for them uh-huh. although i do think denali has kind of gotten the short end of the stick a little bit because i feel like she is not as appreciated as much as she should be from the judges but i can agree with that i second that yeah for real i, I can get on board with that too uh next we have the last group disco sucks which is lala re and simone Okay, bitch. Lala is like, I have some making up to do. So Lala was <laughs> serving the dance. I've definitely felt the energy um, from Lala. It felt more natural, of course. We know that Simone's not like an eight counts, like choreography type of dancer, but I think she held her own. I just believe um, Lala stole the show just a pinch more, but they both looked good. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page. I think that Lala... <laughs> definitely did better than Simone, but I could see, like, I see why Simone was safe and Lala was safe. They weren't. Yeah. They, they completed the challenge. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One thing I did forget to mention about Olivia is that I was getting like a lot of Tina Turner vibes from her look. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yes. I wrote that in my notes too, but I'm using my phone to record so I can't see them. Yeah. That's definitely, (laughs) oh my gosh. Yeah. She would be a great like Tina Turner impersonator. Like put a Tina Turner song on during her lip sync and she will not go home. (laughs) I know. I could just see her. I mean, really her look tonight too. Like, cause Tina Turner like always goes out with like, some short like dress or something you know what i mean yeah there's always like a short fringe moment she had mm-hmm. that big hair uh, whether yeah, it was like be... big and curly or big and feathery it was always flowing like yeah uh, she would be perfect <laughs> i love tina turner <laughs> yes all right well it's, it's just about time to get into the runway but first let's go ahead and take our little break brb Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing you're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week, where we are back, 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 and ready to cover the runway category this week is Little Black Dress. Hey, Little Black Dress. We like a little black dress. Yes. Fun category. You know what they say. Every girl needs a little black dress. Mm -hmm. Classic option. Good for most occasions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let's go ahead and start with Tina. Of course, you've got... um, it was like clear that she was going to have a reveal, of course. Mm-hmm. I thought that the it was cute, you know, wet paint. I thought it was a, you know, cute idea, Tina. Yeah, it was either a reveal or she um, didn't understand the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she could be colorblind. Like, who are we to judge her? That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I thought this was fine and fun. Like, the red and yellow is still there. So, I mean, I, like, it's cool. It's just I'm tired of seeing it now. Um, like, what would happen if she just wore, like, a different color? Right. I'm surprised they're not dragging her for this either, by the I way. I know. I'm a little surprised by it, actually, because it's like, okay, I guess it's cute, but I would have done a different wig. And when are we going to just, like, find a different way to reference the tina burner brand (laughs) other than the colors i mean i did think it was fun the concept with the wet paint and stuff i do think the handprints yeah but that wig was very sad that was a very sad (laughs) wig (laughs) 
I mean, I don't know if it was sad. It just wasn't the best. Like, I think she, sh if, she if it was a little bit more full, like maybe if she had done two wigs, like stacked them, then it would have been a little bit more full and would have had a better effect. Yeah, maybe. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. Um, let's go ahead and go on to Candy Muse. Hey, Candy. Um, you know, this isn't the most terrible look, but I was just kind of like, uh, just a little, little more polish. Maybe um, the dress were a little stiffer on the edges because I get the reference they're doing. Um, kind of similar to what Aja did and what Rosé has done, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. I actually like this look. I thought it was like interesting and like, just because it was like, okay, she painted it on and she's got like the brush in her hand. So it's like, she's got paint on her face and stuff. So I don't know. I thought it was cool. I mean, she did still Aja's look from season nine. So that's kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> it's more the construction, not like the exact look, and it's the um, designer. It's reference that designer, as well. I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that's the thing is like when she first walked out, I was like, oh, she just ripped off this Comme des Garcons like dress. Yeah, and I, because I was like, I did remember it from the Gaga um, runway, runway yeah. look, and so yeah, I was just like, like the look itself isn't bad on Candy. It's just like been done right and so i was just like okay uh and it wasn't like maybe she could have like rhinestone the dress a little bit or something yeah just a little more exactly like some rhinestone somewhere and i get what she was trying to do with the makeup but i think it would have been better if she just gave us like maybe like some simple um black sparkly jewelry with the you can still do the wet and wavy hair but maybe just make it a little more polished and like you know you're going to the met gala maybe yeah, I kind of wanted like a more high fashion hairpiece. Yeah, like a high fashion just unit. a little yeah. 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 Um. So let's go ahead and move on to uh, Got Mick in a very little black dress. This is a very little black dress. I thought the concept was cute. I also like that um, Got Mick, or as we got to meet this episode, Cade is getting to show off their boy body. Yeah, I um I liked it. I thought it was a good concept. I think there's just a lot of power there with Gottmik being trans and showing off um you know his body. So it's mm -hmm. to me it's like mm -hmm. I don't know. I can really appreciate that part of it. I'm sure it was for Gottmik. It was like a huge deal to do that. Yeah, and it's a cute concept. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree. Like, was the look the best? I mean, not really, but the the power the statement I think is more powerful, and I think that you know just people that see this on TV are gonna just feel more empowered to be themselves. Mm -hmm. So for that, I think that um, I think that Gottmik did a good job this week, and I I enjoyed seeing his body. <laughs> <laughs> Slay bitch work. Yeah, I was like, God, make is hot. Okay, <laughs> word. <laughs> um, all right, next we have Elliot with two T's. Hey, Elliot, you know, Real Housewives realness. Y'all tell me if I am, yo, no, I know I'm right. Elliot with two T's is going to be on Real Housewives <laughs> one day. Like, I just get Real Housewives energy. But, you know, this is cute. It's safe. It's very safe. But it's a. I like the design. It's a cute cheek dress. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought it was cute. This is kind of a safe look, I guess. But I did like that, you know, she played with the wig and she had, like, black roots. So that kind of, like, tied into the black dress. Mm -hmm. And then I the cape moment was fun. Um so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Elliot's a gorgeous queen. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, did Elliot look great? Yes, 100%. Looked amazing. I was fully into the fantasy here. But, yeah, the dress was a little simple. So, it's like, on one hand, it's like I get what the judges are saying. But on the other hand, she did look really good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Next, we have Tamisha Iman. Tamisha giving a shape on the runway. I like this. I think it was um simple, but it's definitely got personality, the garment. Like it's got that little pop of flair of that little something extra you're looking for. Yeah, no, I thought this was good. It was it was um I don't know, this is like uh Tamisha Amon. She loves like to use these like 
big like shoulder like accents <laughs> kind of like popping out i did think it was interesting i watched her um watch a pack in and she's yeah i was gonna bring that yeah, up go for where, it no where she basically said that she left the stones at home so she was going to like glue like stones on there to make it like um i don't know sparkly and traditional to me yeah. so i don't know i think it would have looked so awesome I, i'm sad that we didn't get to see it uh yeah like it looks fine it looks good as it is but yeah i would have liked to have seen it with all those stones on it mm-hmm. yes yes all right girl next we have olivia lux Ooh, olivia i was buying this i thought you know the dress was a little safe for sure but just the personality with the hair and the makeup and that signature mini birkin as um Carson called it on the runway. <laughs> I just loved it. I was feeling the fantasy. Yeah, this was good. I mean, the dress is a little basic, but this is where like Olivia, like in my opinion, Olivia knows how to wear a freaking wig, like compared to these other <laughs> girls. Like she just knows how to like yeah. what is going to look good with whatever she's wearing. And she styled it so good. And it's like she looks so fierce and like she is just a star. Like I am in love with like uh Olivia. <laughs> yeah. They said it this episode. Yeah. She's got that it factor, honey. So deal with it. She sure does. I liked her heels. Her dress did read a little uh Forever Twenty One or Wet, <laughs> wet seal, seal to me. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, it wasn't the best, but like her hair was perfect and I liked her makeup and I'm just waiting. I mean, queen of the smallest handbag you know, on the runway <laughs> right here, Olivia Lux. That's yeah. right. And she's but coming off that performance too. Like her energy is just so like on fire right now. Like next time, I think she should just r- walk the runway with just like the handles. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's get this a little smaller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, next we have Utica Queen. <laughs> Yes, the judges did not understand this look. And so because the judges didn't get it, she should go home because they weren't able to understand. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I didn't get it right away either. But like, even not knowing it was her um, earrings, I just thought maybe she was giving us like fierce Pinocchio's mom or something. Like, I don't know how Utica's brain works, but I thought it was cute still. Like... (laughs) I don't know. I enjoyed it. (laughs) See, that's how I was. I enjoyed the look. I thought it was super weird and fun. Like, I love the lipstick and how she made her, like, lips look so much bigger. Yeah. Um, Very Amanda Lepore. Yes. Yeah. So, like, I... And I didn't understand the reference with the earrings until she brought it up. And then once she said that, I was like, I loved it even more because I was like, that is such a cool concept. And I get it, judges, you want to understand right away, but can we just, like, maybe challenge ourselves to ask questions? Maybe, like, oh, tell us about this look, like, like you do on the first episode. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, not knowing the story, it's, to me, it was still an awesome look, so... Because if I were a judge, even if I were confused, as soon as I heard that piece, I would have been like, oh, well, this changes my notes on this. Yeah, I, and I love how Lonnie Love was, like... You know, like, I get it. This is a really, like, high-concept, like, idea. But, like, you're probably just going to have to dumb it down a little <laughs> bit so that the rest of the judges can understand. Yeah. Like, they want to understand right mm-hmm. away. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, well, Lonnie Love said it. Yeah, yeah. I Exactly what you just said. Yep. So, all right, moving on. We've got Denali with eight eyes. <laughs> I appreciate the approach to concept here. <laughs> I was just kind of like, oh, it's a cute, safe look. You know, it wasn't anything over the top. I like that she's being fun on the runway and giving us all these different kinds of looks and characters. But I thought it was safe. Same. I, I, I thought it was fun, but it was just wasn't my fave. I'm glad that she put some like con like she has a concept behind it. And I thought that was cool with the eye reveal and stuff. But it wasn't like my favorite yeah, it wasn't my favorite either, but I did really enjoy it a lot. I like all the attention to detail that she gave, like with the cobweb like under her arms, and then the beating on the back was a spider web. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought this was a pretty, I mean, it was a pretty interesting look. You know, I think she was trying to make the dress simple so that the, the netting would pop a little bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. This is definitely a decent look. 
Um, next we have Rosé. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this. Maybe I just don't understand. Should we call her Tim the Tool Man Taylor? Because <laughs> she's going to wear it on every dress, honey. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, in a way, like candies. The same like concept where you have a dress within like a dress. And it's like you're showing the shape of the dress. But I don't know. It just it With the tooling, I feel like it either needed to be bigger or just not be there at all. <laughs> yeah, I would go with just like not there. So yeah. Not there. It just looks so boxy to me. And the illusion that she wants just isn't working, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not into, like, all the tool line dresses and outfits she has. Yeah, I'm not buying Yeah. That. Yeah. Moving on, we've got La La Rie. Well, she gave you a little black dress, honey. Cakes are barely out. Cake, 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 cake. <laughs> <laughs> She was looking like pretty luxurious and expensive. Like the dress was a little simple, but I really like the jewelry she had around her neck and her earrings yeah. and her hair was laid just right. I agree. Um, so it's like, yeah, it was pretty solid look. I don't think it was enough to make her like the top in the to win the challenge, but it was really good. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. All right, next we have Simone. This one I really liked. We love the reference to um, Mother Rue with the hair. And, you know, Simone's got the body to wear something like this. So I just really can't hate on it. I like it. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't get to hear, like, Rue talk about it, really. You know, it, I wish we had saw some, like, more commentary from Rue, like, just saying, oh, like, I wore this, blah, blah, blah. But we didn't really get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It was a little strange, that's for sure. Um, let's see here. What are we doing next? Next we have <laughs> <laughs> the winner. Sorry, I'm like trying to I'm like trying to read tweets to see if we should talk about them and um and then like continue with the podcast. So let's continue with the podcast. <laughs> Olivia Lux wins the challenge. So congratulations to her. Congratulations, Olivia. Well deserved. I mean, maybe it <clears throat> wasn't the look. Excuse me. It was all of that challenge. But man, was it so well deserved because we've been seeing this energy all season and it's finally just kind of spilled over. Yes, it's just that like raw talent energy she was giving us this episode and it was so good and she got her first repeater badge. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Good job. Yes. She's in the club now. <laughs> um so then the bottom two are Candy, Muse, and Tamisha. Uh, the the lip sync matchup of the season girl real especially after last week i hate to see it yeah i um i don't know did you think that was like deserving those two or well oh yeah i do i do think to me i mean i i i can see why because I think in the in the challenge in the discomentary, I think they both missed some steps. Yeah. So I think that's why they got to the bottom. Yeah. Um, but I will read one more tweet. I've, d I've changed my mind because <laughs> this is about the lip sync. And uh, Captain Jean-Luc says, uh, or if you want to find her on Twitter, you can at brevity of 33. So you can find her there. But uh, she says, I love the lip sync song, but for the disco episode, that felt like a weird choice. What do you think about the lip sync song? Ooh. Yeah, I would have gone with something a little more bouncier, too. Like, I want to see a bitch twirl and spin hair bouncing. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen a disco song. But honestly, I do love this Blue Cantrell song. Um, I mean, this is like, I get this song stuck in my head, like, every like six months or something like yeah. that like this is just such a good song and it's like it did it is kind of weird that they chose not to do disco like i mean that seems weird to me but you guys go right ahead <laughs> yeah this would have been the episode to um um use the dua lipa track actually or an actual disco song we've got the rights to but yeah i was gonna say i feel like the disco song would have been more affordable <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably for sure but yeah, now that you call that out, that does feel a little like a missed opportunity. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, but yeah, no, I thought I like this lip sync a lot. I, I think that um, I personally enjoyed Tamisha's lip sync more. To me, Candy was just like at 100 from the start, like just being like overly expressive. And I wonder, I don't know, like I don't know if it's fair to say, but I feel like Candy just thought like, you know, like, oh, like I got like I'm really good at expressing and like lip syncing. I'm just going to go big and like super emotional the whole time. I mean, probably like Candy knows what she has in her toolbox. So that's what she's going to use. Candy's going to do what Candy does best. And that's um, emote and be expressive. I agree with you. Like there wasn't really like a journey in the end. I did feel like, you know, that was a crescendo. But um, it was definitely new school versus kind of like old school drag and. I appreciated both the p- performances, but I was leaning more towards Tamisha as well. Not being petty. That's just kind yeah. of like, you know, my taste. Yeah, that's because I, I, well, I just want to I think what I'm trying to say about Candy, I, I don't think I said it really well before. I think what I'm trying to say about Candy is that I think that I'm what I want to understand is, does she understand the song and the emotion or is she just giving you all the emotion to give us the emotion so she can win? Oh, if that makes I sense. see. Like, is she actually connecting to the track and performing or is this her just kind of doing moves? She like knows it's going to get her to win. So she just does right. it sort of thing. Mm, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, I felt like Tamisha... Oh, sorry. I thought I was about to sneeze for some reason. <laughs> Bless um, you. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So then I thought Tamisha was, um, I didn't think she did bad. I thought she would actually gave us more of kind of like, like you said, the essence of the song. Like I didn't think candy was bad either, but I thought Tamisha did just fine and kind of had the more ups and downs with that song whereas candy was just like let's bulldoze through it and candy was giving you like some comedy tea in there too but um it felt a little there was a lot more there yes but it wasn't necessarily needed it like the lip syncs listeners it all comes down to like your personal what you're into lip sync wise but yeah i was leaning towards more to me yeah and I guess I really do enjoy the old school drag, like what what Tamisha was serving more. Like I enjoyed the journey that I went on with her a little bit more. And I don't know, like I don't know if this kind of like a weird description, but I feel like with Candy, like I feel like I didn't get to see her face at all, like in the lip sync. Mm-hmm. So it was just like I don't know. It was just felt like blurry whenever she was on the screen. If that makes sense. Mm, I see. Like, I don't know. That's probably, like, a weird thing to say. But, like, I could just, like, when I was watching Tamisha, I could see her singing the words. I could see her facial expressions. When I saw Candy, I didn't get to see that, really. Yeah. We'll see what else. Well, I guess we'll see next time if Candy reaches the bottom again what she does. And that'll be the confirming <laughs> yeah. confirming thing there. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, y'all. That is, this has been a, probably, like, a lot of weird critiques this last couple minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> We're just working through it like everyone else yeah um so yeah so candy is safe i think that i don't know i would have picked tamisha to win personally like i want to see more from tamisha i feel like we've seen it all from candy muse but you know candy stays i'm not the judge here um you know tamisha tamisha has to sashay away that's right and the way rupaul sent tamisha off i am getting a very strong feeling we will be seeing this face on all stars so don't you worry listeners Yes, All Star Seven, baby, <laughs> or six, maybe even. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Let's let Auntie Tamisha um, heal up properly so we can see her. Yes, girl. Um, before uh, we get into the points, let's just go ahead and talk quickly about Got Mix parents' message and Untuck because I thought that was really cute. Oh yeah, they surprised us with the family video this episode. Always love these moments, and um, of course, seeing the support for Got Mick or Cade, as we learned in this moment from their parents, and learning that you know it was a journey for them too, and. Luckily, they're all here and they're able to be supportive and support their son properly. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed yeah. the story of that the parents gave of Gottmik being younger and just dancing when they were at like soccer practice or something, and like how like Gottmik was just being um, himself and you know just enjoying himself. So 
I thought that was really like cool to hear. And just the fact too, that obviously they called him by his chosen name, Cade. So I thought that was good. Cade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yes, girl. I totally agree. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into our fantasy league for this season and see where we're all standing here. Yeah, so after six full episodes, um, Seth, you're still in the last place with 80 points. <laughs> no. And then I am in second place uh, with 115 points. And then Jamal is way out in front of everyone else with 170 points. Yes, bitch. <laughs> Thanks, Olivia. Uh, this is the worst. I'm over this <laughs> fantasy league. Can we just stop it now? <laughs> yeah, I've feel like Jamal's going to win because he has Olivia Lux, Simone, Tina Burner, and Lala Ree on his team. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm over here with, like, Denali and Elliot, so... Oh, y'all are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, got, got, I have got mixed, so that's, like, I feel like my last saving grace. Yeah, we'll see how the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Come on, got Mick. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I do like a Power Ranger chant to your queens, like you're about to morph into that big one. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yeah. to with your queens. What am I supposed to yeah. say? Like Candy Zor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> candy is just like, <laughs> and just like starts transforming. <laughs> <laughs> and then like got mick goes it's like <laughs> got mick would be I'm something just thinking that of, like flies. transforming noises for i will the queens. say olivia lux could definitely be like rita oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh i could see that no 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 utica has to be rita repulsa oh, shit yeah okay. rita or i mean uh utica could play that part well i got mick would be something that flies for sure so I feel like uh, Candy would be like one of the putties. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who, you shady queen? I mean... <laughs> I feel like Simone would be Kimberly. Oh, Pink Ranger for oh sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Well, you guys let us know who who you want to cast, which queens you want to cast and what roles for Power Rangers. <laughs> let us know on Twitter at TFC Pod. Make sure you subscribe, like, leave reviews, do what you got to do, tell your friend, bribe them with $5. I don't know. But yeah, let's just have fun. Yes, queens. Remember, if you're bored at work and you want to have a secret tab open, we are on YouTube as well. That's also where you can find our interview with Aja. Yes, you can find our interview there and all of our podcasts in audio form. But video form, you can see our interview with Aja. And um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's about it for this week. So we'll be back next week with more RuPaul's Drag Race. We got a super packed full week for you. There's three episodes to get through. And uh, we'll we'll see you there. But until next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, you fucking bitch.